All right, so today's daf is daf chaf, page 20, in the Heilig HaMesach and we got up to the Mishnah, about 12 lines down on the page. Okay, we got up to the Mishnah, Ad Shalei Nimcha Megillah, really, really incredible daf, uh, with a Mishnah that is loaded, and there's, uh, as you'll see, a lot to talk about, we're getting back into some fascinating Agatha Gemara's. Very uh, general hashkafic ideas, and uh, without further ado, let us get going. They're now standing by the gates of Niknor, right, right by the entrance of the Azara, and they're going through this whole process with the mincha, the erasing. She's about to drink. Let's say they did not yet erase the Megillah, but Umrah Aini Shaisa, she says, I ain't drinking. Now she doesn't say it, I'm guilty. She just says, I'm not drinking. Now remember at the end of yesterday's daf and on to today's daf, we had a fascinating conversation where a woman says, I'm not drinking. Is that coming out of stubbornness and arrogance or is it coming from fear? And it makes a difference to, as to whether or not to tell us whether this is the sign of admission Rabbi Akiva pointed out, she says, I'm not drinking. That's, what, what greater sort of admission is that? To which the Gemara says, not necessarily. Because maybe she's just scared. Maybe she's just frightened, right? So, we didn't get to read the Megillah. She says, I'm not drinking. You know what you do? Megillah is It goes into Shemus. We have Psukim written on the Megillah. We don't force her to drink. Umenchasa mispazeres aladeshen. And the Karba Mincha mispazeres we spread out on the deshen, on the area of the ashes, once the carbonus are used up, which means that uh, we burn it into the uh, ash pile of the Mizbeach. Even though it's in Shemesh, you cannot pull it back out to use for a different saita because it must be written Lishma. Okay. Nimchaka HaMegillah V'omra Tameya'ani Let's say we already erased the Megillah. And now instead of saying, I'm not drinking, you know what she says? Okay, I'm guilty. Hamayim nishpachim. We pour out the water. And we place her mincha al by the ash, by the place of the ashes pile. If we already erased the Megillah, she said, I'm not drinking. Then we say, tough luck. We say, what's the uh, last letter of the olive bays? Tough, you are drinking. Now, what's the, um, what's the, not for the nafkamina between here and what we just said before. So what's happening is as follows. If she says, I'm guilty, we accept the guilty plea even after erasing the Megillah. But if she's just saying, no, 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 I don't want to drink. Now we say, listen, you can't do this. You can't bring us to this stage in the process. Still don't give us any information. And then tell me you're not drinking. Because we're man of shach. If you're guilty, say it. And if you're not guilty, don't be scared to drink the water. Once she drinks... Remember, unless she has some element of schosim, what's going to happen is she drinks and all of a sudden we see her face sinks 
Her eyes start to bulge out and her veins are popping. What do we do? Remember again, how do we start off the Mishnah? Where is she? Opposite the Niknar gates by the entrance of the Azar. The Haimimim, they would say, get her out of here. She's about to pop. Yeah? She's about to implode. We don't want her being Metame the Azar. Okay? We don't want her dead body. She's not Tame yet, so we want to get her out of there before she's Metame the Azar. Okay? So that's going to be the second part of the Mishnah, which has to do with, again, what do you do if she is still stubborn at various stages? And then we said, what happens when she is, uh, you know, once she drinks and it becomes noticeable enough that her end is close? If this Saita had Zechosim, it'll help her. It's going to help her. She's not going to have her face sink and her veins pop out and her eyes bulge out immediately. You can have a schus that helps her for a year. From here, Ben Azai teaches us a very important message, which is, You know why? Let's say she drinks. Or another woman drinks. It shouldn't be a chil Hashem. Where you look, the sight of waters and nothing's happening. If she knows, you know, saying she's a saita, she knows that she was tummy. So why is nothing happening? You know, she's going to walk around two and a half years later, and she's going to say the tire is a fake. Look, nothing happens. It's important to teach your daughters what's what. Important to teach our daughters the. Halachas of the Torah. Which seems to imply it's a negative thing. If a person t- uh, teaches his daughter Torah, it's as if he's teaching her Tiflus, which the Gemara is going to have to explain why he's saying it's a negative thing, it's an immoral thing for a person to teach the daughter Torah. Bishur Meshul says, Right to Isha Bekav, Vitiflus, Mitisha Kavin, U Precious. Okay. He says, it's better for a woman to have one kav and have a relationship with her husband than to have a lot of kavin and less relationship with her husband. Again, the Gabar is going to explain this, but just to put it on the basic face value, there was somebody who comes from a well-off family, a young couple. My story happened. Okay? I'm sure it happens often, but there's a personal story. This young couple comes from a well-off family, and their parents give them whatever they want, whatever they need in their, for the first 10 years of their marriage. So the husband goes out every day, working, like a, working, 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 and they're having shalom bias issues. So the wife comes to the Rav, and she says, my husband doesn't care about me. Don't, he doesn't care about me. So the Rav says, okay, you know, I'm happy to talk to the two of you. I'm happy... She sits down with the two of them. He says, what's going on? She says, what's going on? The husband says, how could she say I don't care about her? I'm working so hard and our parents give us so much money. She's got a full-time nanny. How can you say I don't care about her? She, anything she needs, her laundry, the, the two little kids are taken care of. The full-time, I give her whatever she wants. You know what she says? I don't want a nanny. I want you. I don't need you, walking tw- I don't need you working 20 hours a day. Just because you buy me a, 
you're able to supply an ani for me. He doesn't tell me that you care about me. Says Rabbi Yeshua, a, per, a, a woman prefers less and to have a relationship with her husband than to have nine times that amount and not have a husband. Who are you, Rabbi Yeshua used to say, also seems to be separate, but we'll, Gemara will get into this. Chassid Shaita, a foolish Chassid. Foolish Chassid, somebody who thinks the mom is being so religious, so observant, they're being foolish. Nothing to do with religion. Just has to do with foolishness. The Rasha Aram, a tricky, wicked man. The Isha Prusha, and a woman who is parush, separate, separates herself. See what this means. Umakais Prushim, and if you have Makais Prushim, okay, Makais Prushim is if somebody, Mamish, wants to show how separate they are from uh, physical things, that their Mamish hurting themselves. All these people are Mivali Ha'ilam, they're destroying the world. This is what makes the world a confused place. Okay, that is Rabbi Yeshua's continuation. Really beautiful, fascinating Mishnah. So quick Chazara of what we learned in the Mishnah. Quick review. Number one is we learned the laws of what happens once they've already erased the Megillah and she wants to say, I'm not drinking, or she says, I'm tummy. We said, what happens if they didn't erase it yet? Fine. Then we said that a, a woman's chus. I'm sorry. Then we said that when a person, when a woman drinks the waters and she's takatome, so her face th- sinks in, her veins pop out, her eyes bulge, and they say, get her out of here so we're not metame. We don't bring tumma to the azara. Carry her out before she becomes, uh, becomes tame. The zchusim of a woman can help her out to uh, allow the mesaita to take time to impact her. And we said, that's why it's important for fathers to teach their daughters Tyra so that they're aware of the ins and outs of the various halachas. While Rabbi Elezer seems to disagree with Gemara, will explain. Rabbi Elezer says, if you teach your daughter Tyra as if you're teaching her immorality. And Rabbi Yeshua says that a woman, a wife, prefers more time with her husband and less money than more money and less time with her husband. And then finally, the last statement of the Mishnah is that a chassid shaita, a rasha arum, a isha prusha, a makas prushim, are all ruiners of the world. They make the world a confused place. Okay, let's get into the Gemara. Thank you. I would put kankantum into the black ink. Now remember, kankantum we learned was like some sort of sap, black sap substance into the ink. He didn't say anything, which means he didn't have a problem with it. And then I moved from Rabbi Akiva's yeshiva to Rabbi Shmuel's yeshiva. Rabbi Shmuel said to me, Bini, my son, what do you do for a livelihood? I said, I'm a cipher. I'm a scribe. Rabbi Shmuel said to me, Bini, have a zohar, be very careful. You're doing holy work. You got to make sure that all the scrolls that you write are perfect. You don't leave out a letter, nor do you out a letter. You can come to destroy the entire world with one missing letter. You can or even, you know, a part of a letter. 
Imagine if Chas V'Sholem, a person wrote, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikeinu, Hashem Acher, instead of Echad. You left off a little bit of the tip, the end of the Dalit, so it looks like a race. Chas V'Sholem, people are going to look at Torah. Hashem Aleikeinu, Hashem Acher. There's another God. That's what they're going to say. It says it in the Torah. So you got to be careful. Even, even a, a little piece of a letter can't be off. Omar Tiloi, I said to him, I have something that I put into my black ink. Its name is Kankantum. Omar Lee, he said to me, Why do you do that? Now, it's hard to understand what putting Kankantum into Diyai helps with missing letters, but we'll get to this. So he says, but you're not allowed to put Kankantum into the Yaitar Amra Umacha Ksiv Shayuchal Limchais. It has to be a, re, a, a, a writing that's capable of being erased. Okay, and therefore, you're not allowed to add Kankantum. See, a fascinating Brysa. Yeah, fascinating Brysa. And the Brysa is are you allowed to use Kankantum in a safer? Rabbi Kiva seemed to not have a problem with it, while Rabbi Shmuel. Had a big problem with it. Says the Gemara. Let's just understand this conversation between Rabbi Meir, the Talmud, and Rabbi Yishmol. Again, Rabbi Yishmol says, you better make sure not to leave out a letter, not to add a letter. And Rabbi Meir's like, don't worry. Rabbi, I put Kankantum in. We're good. What type of response is that? So here we go. Says the Gemara. This is what he was saying. Don't worry about adding letters and removing letters. I'm an expert in that. Baruch Hashem, I have enough experience. What about the problem of a Dalit and a Resh being interchangeable? Like Hashem Echad and Hashem Acher. Right? You can have a fly come and crack off, and uh, cause a little bit of ink to be removed. You should know, I have something called kankantum. Now what kankantum does, um, what Rashi explains over here, is, ready? It leaves a noticeable mark on the parchment from wherever the ink was. So here's the chat, ready? Rav Meir says, I'm going to write Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikeinu, Hashem Echad, with Kankantum in my ink. What's going to happen? Let's say, Chas B'Sholem, a fly comes, and lifts up a drop of ink, and turns it into a resh. No one's going to make a mistake. You know why? Because they're still going to see the impression of where the ink was. So even if the black ink cracks off, there's still an impression in the parchment, and that's how I make sure there ain't no mistakes. To which Rabbi Shmuel responded, but you can't do that. But that at least is what Rebbeir was responding to his Rebbe. Says the Gemara, Ini, is this really what happened? When I was learning in the yeshiva, Rabbi Shmuel, you see, Matul Kankantum, Musei Chadiyar, put Kankantum into the black ink. Says the Gemara, it's the opposite. Before we said Rabbi Kiva had no problem with the Kankantum. 
And Rabbi Shmuel did. And over here we have a Brisa stating that Rabbi Kiba was the one with the problem and Rabbi Shmuel is the one who, who uh, did not have the problem. Says the Gemara, first of all, Kasha Shimush, Ah Shimush. We have a, a contradiction in Shimush, all right? That um, first we said that he learned to Rabbi Kiva's yeshiva and then went to Rabbi Shmuel's yeshiva. And now it seems he went to Rabbi Shmuel's yeshiva and then went to Rabbi Akiva's yeshiva. And then Kashya Asr Asr. We also have a problem of who said it's Asr. The Gemara says, Bishma Shima Shima like Asher. You could say that there's no contradiction over whose yeshiva he learned in first. Meikaros came to Rabbi Kiva. First came in front of Rabbi Kiva. Kiva until Matzah come Alibe. And since he didn't really know um, whether or not Rabbi Akiva was agreeing to his halacha, because again he says Rabbi Akiva was silent about it. So come Alibe. He uh, uh, that he was going to get from Rabbi Akiva. So also came to Rabbi Shmuel v'Gamar Gamar. He came in front of Rabbi Shmuel and he learned the uh, the Mesira about them. How they're also going to Rabbi Akiva Savar Svaris. Then he came in front of Rabbi Akiva and he learned the Tithkite, the Ion, the Ion. Ella. So you could say like this: Says Gamar, who he learned by first. You could say it's not a problem. You know why? Maybe he went like this: Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shmuel, back to Rabbi Akiva. You can go back to the same yeshiva you started out in. Not necessarily a contradiction. Ella asara asara kasha. The Gemara says kasha. The Gemara says you're right, kasha. It's a question. Seder. In other words, to machlekes, uh, you know, in Bryce's over who had which opinion. Okay. Tanya. Bottom line on Chafam Adalev. Tanya learned in a Bryce. Reb Yudah, Reb Yudah says, I am a Reb Meir, used to tell us, you can always add this sap into your ink, top of Amud Beis, chutz mi parsha saito bovad, except for parsha saito. Okay. Now this is very interesting, listen to this. Look at top, very top Rashi. Va'afilu b'sefer taira. Rashi says not only does the Saita in the ones that in the Psukim are going to be erased is it also to have Kankantum you can't even put Kankantum in the Parsha of Saita in a Sefer Tire not, not even the Psukim nothing's going to be erased here this is a full Sefer Tire still it's not to be written with Kankantum Besides for the Parsha Saita that was used only in the Mikdash. Okay. What about a Sefer Torah? That's going to be fine. So Machlekes, my benai. Pretty straightforward. What about a straight Sefer Torah? About what's allowed to be written with Kan Kantum. Following Machlekes, Tanglant, and Brisa. You could change one Megillah to another. So, Shiloh, whether or not Megillah Saita has to be written Lishma. Now, if you hold that it is allowed to use for one Saita to another, so then we're going to say that even the one in the Torah, a Sefer Torah, would have the same halacha. Because you can always take a parchment from the Torah and just use it for a saita. 
as soon as people might do that, you got to make sure that even in the Sefer Torah, it's written with all the halachas of a regular site. Amr of Papa, Papa says, no, Domalahi, not necessarily. Let's say you wrote it for Rachel. Now, it does not necessarily that they have different names per se, but you have different, uh, you have different women. You have different women. So, once you use it and you write it, we'll call it, didn't use it, you wrote it for Rachel, you cannot use it for Leah. Avotari, the stomach siva. But I say, Avotari, which is written, Stam, Hachanami, Demechakina. Maybe we'll say it's okay. Now listen to this svar. Chaver is very gishmak. We wanted to say like this: if you hold that in the Sefer Torah, it must be written like Megillah Saita without kankantum. You have to write it easily erasable. So then it must be that a Sefer that uh, that uh, it's the same achleikas as whether or not it's written lishma. The story says, no, why? Says the Gemara like this, ready? If I write a Megillah specifically for Rachel, since I wrote it with Rachel in mind, that can create a problem for using it for Leah. However, if I just take a piece of parchment from a plain Sefer Torah, maybe that could be used for Leah. Because perhaps the whole problem of using it for Leah is only that I purposely wrote it for Rachel. But let's say I just wrote a Sefer Torah without anybody specifically in mind. Kenzine, it is possible that I could use a Sefer Torah, a plain Sefer Torah. So there's no issue. Perhaps. Maybe it's not a, it's not a, also, it's not a good connection between the Machleks and Adkan like Omer Abachai Bar Aishi Hosam. Except for Megillah, <coughs> which was written for Olam. No, it has to be written for, for uh, a curse. Not necessarily for a specific saita, but it has to be written the shame, giving a curse on somebody. When you write the words in the Torah, it's not giving to place a curse on a saita. What's the Torah doing? Teaching us halachas. And maybe... Um, the halach would be by regular Sefer Torah that you're not allowed to erase the verses of a Sefer Torah in the Mesaita. Rav Achai Bar Yeshia says the Gemara Rav Achai Bar Yeshia Leslie Rav Achai Bar Yeshia does not agree as the Mepharshim here explained uh, with our Mishnah now what are we talking about like this Kosov the Gari says just somebody writes a get to divorce his wife in Nimlach and he decides he's not going to give it to her ben Yaakov married to Leah Baslava. And they're having stolen bias issues. So he writes her again. And then he's like, yeah, I like her. But he already paid the cipher a thousand dollars. So he wants to make his money back. There's another couple in town. Whose names are Ruven Ben Yaakov, married to Leah Baslavan. Were those names I used before? I think so. And he says to him, he says, Listen, bud, in case you ever have Shalom Bayes problems, I got to get with, our name, with your name on it. I'll sell it to you. All right? 
Shmika Shimcha Vashem Mishka Shem Mishka. Allah is, it's not going to work. Posel Legarish Bai. The other Ruvain is, even if he ever chooses to divorce his wife, Leah, is not allowed to use it. So, the same way a get needs to be written Lishma, the May Saita and the parchment needs to be erased, needs to be written Lishma. Where it says no Amri, they said perhaps it's completely different. Allah Hassan by a get the Kasavla Amrachman says it's got to be written for her. It's got to be written Lishma. But who says by a Saita? Says Gemara. I'll tell you why. Because by Saita Hakanami Basalah says it's got to be written Lishma. So you see that the Saita parchment needs to be for her. Gemara says no. Vaasalah means my Asiya Mechika. Doesn't mean it needs to be written for the Saita. Maybe it just means it needs to be erased Lishma. But perhaps. The writing can be for somebody else. Bottom line is, Machlaikas about the uh, parchment of the Saita is a completely separate Machlaikas and conver- completely separate conversation than the Machlaikas uh, about writing a Megillah, uh, a Get Lishma. Because Allah is, it must be written Lishma, but that's based off of a Pasa. Okay, beautiful. Back to the Mishnah. We said, We said, As she's drinking, what happens to the Saita? Her face sinks in, her eyes start to bulge, her veins start to pop. Money. Who is the Tana of our Mishnah? First your makra of the Mincha, then you drink. Chavra, this is so sensible. Let's say she drank already. If as she's drinking, she starts imploding, there ain't nobody to bring her carbon mincha. Right? Our Misha seems to imply, as she's drinking, it already starts happening. Unless she has some unique zechosim. Now this seems to imply, you better make sure everything else is taken care of already. The kamad like carbon mincha, until you remark of the mincha, the water shouldn't work, dechsev. Sumar said, but one second. Let's say the end of the Mishnah. This needs to be the pin of the Rabbanan. Because the Rabbanan are the ones who say that Shos will work. The problem is like this. Rib Shimon is the one who says that the reason that she already brought the Mincha and she did the whole process. See, according to him, it makes sense that she should start imploding right when she drinks. The issue is that Reb Shimon also holds, Tzichusim don't work for her. Our Mishnah Tzichusim do work. So is our Mishnah Reb Shimon or not? Amar of Chista, Hamani Reb Yakivihi, Tamar Makar Besmenchos, Sebechach Mashke, he agrees with Reb Shimon that first Yimak Lugar Mincha, and he also agrees that Tzichus helps, Tzichus of Lekarabon. Okay, so who's the Tana of our Mishnah? Reb Yakiva, because he's the one that's going to shtim, that's going to work well with all of the opinions. Okay. As she starts imploding. They said, get her out of here. We don't want her being the the Azara. My time Why? Maybe she's going to die. Says the Gemara, I don't understand something. Do you mean to say, that a dead person is Asr Because, remember, and we reiterated this when we started the Mishnah. Where did they do this process? By the Shar Niknar, by the Niknar gates. She never really entered the Harabayas. Right? She was, we, we're the, the Ezra Snoshim 
connects to the Azar. This area is not specific for Kahana. This is the area for the Levian. So what's the din? So if she, if she kicks the bucket now, let's say she dies. She's a Machina Leviyah. She's not a Machina Kahuna. Not only can a Tomei Mace enter, a corpse itself is allowed. As it says, Guess what? Maisha was from Shevet Levi. And Maisha was carrying around the bones of Yosef. What does Imai mean? With him. So why are we moving her? She's fine. If she dies there, gives her the hate. Nothing wrong with the corpse being there. Amr Abai Abai says, Shema Tifrei Snida. The concern is not about her dying. The concern is that she's going to get so scared that she's going to become a Nida. Says the Gemara, um, says the Gemara, Lememer, do you mean to say to be Tusa uh, Marpia? That being scared, uh, the word ripoy is to like loosen. That her being scared causes her to uh, uh, have dam. Now, keep in mind, there's a premise here. The premise is that Anida cannot be a machin which is taka the psak, okay? As the as Mepharshim explained. Okay, so she, you know, a mace could be, Anida cannot. So the, the, do you mean that being afraid makes her Anida? As the Gemara says in, that Esther became very afraid, the Yamarav, Shapir Sanida. Through her fear, she became Anida. But we learned in a Mishnah, in Mesechus Nida, that when a woman's afraid, it actually causes a lack of a menstrual uh, cycle. It causes a woman to, to dry up. So says, marpia. Pachad, fear, you're right, can withhold. However, bi'itusa, which is like shock. We're like you're you're like trembling, Marpia, that opens things up and loosens, and that's why we would move her out even from the area uh, opposite Sharnikner. Okay. Vaitra in the Mishnah. The Mishnah continues and says, Yesh La Zhus. If she has merits, she wouldn't start to be impacted by the Mesaita right away, Bukhul. It could last for years. The Mesaita may not touch her because she has chosen. Money must listen. Who's the town of our Mishnah? Loi Abayasi ben Yechen. I'll tell you who it's not. Classic Gemara. It's not Ravaba Yaisi ben Chon. And it's also not Goy Rabbi Lazman Yisak Yesh Kwardar. And it's also not Goy Rabbi Shmo. The town of the Raisa Im Yesh Lazchos, Taylor Lashvay Shechadashim. If she has chosen, uh, it could help her for three months. The amount of time it takes to recognize whether or not she is pregnant. Okay. This is the opinion of uh, could hold it off for nine months. The Nixa of Nizra Zara. She's going to be clean, the Nizra Zera, and she's going to beer Zera seed, okay? Um, which means that she could have schusim for the amount of time it takes to have a child. Doesn't necessarily mean she will have a child, but up to that amount of time. 
Zera will serve him, Yisupar, and that's going to tell over. Okay? It's going to, that's going to tell over. What's the drasha? Zera roi lesaper. It has to be Zera, offspring or seed, that is roi lesaper, uh, old enough or strong enough to talk. Strong enough to talk. Okay? Vasmaint. What does that mean? A nine-month baby. A nine-month baby's born. It comes out. Wah! Comes out crying. Okay, so now it's talking. So nine months. Rabbi Shmuel says, She has merits, it can hold off 12 months. So we have three opinions here. It can help her for three months, nine months, 12 months. Okay. Let's go, you know, let's, let's uh, explain what's going on and then we'll translate the Pesukim. Our Mishnah said, how long does this Chusim work? A year, two years, three years. Here you have an opinion, Chusim works either three months, nine months, 12 months. Now in, this, in the Pesukim of 12 months, let's just read, let's, uh, let's go back to the bottom of Chafam and Beis just to learn through the Pesukim. It says, Lahain Malka, to this king, this is Daniel talking to Nebuchadnezzar. Milki yishpach haloch v'chatoach b'tzirkoch pruch. Please accept my, uh, my shefer, my asking of you, and, uh, you know, please be charitable with me. V'avyosach b'meichan, and with chain, with, with uh, kindness or graciousness, may... The uh, sins inyan be the av yosach mechitz inyan may be for somebody who's poor, which means lacking, not uh, not un- unworthy. And this way we can stay calm. This way we can stay calm. Okay. This is you know Daniel was telling Buchanetzar that as we were going into Gullus. Or as Yidim were having a hard time to make sure they had enough un, enough food, and then it says that it was at the end of of uh, twelve months. So you see that Daniel was able to convince the Buchanetzer to take care of the poor Yidim for up to twelve months. So this kind of hints to if you have some element of schusin, you could assume to be cared for for up to twelve months. Okay, the same with Buchanetzer to care of the Yidim at the the Saita. Could uh, have schusim up to twelve months. Okay, it's obviously not a proof, but it's a zecher. But the bottom line is, we asked who's the ton of our mishnah that you have schusim lasting one year, two year, three years, and we said it's not none of these three opinions. So I don't know who it is. The Gemara answers by Rabbi Shmuel. Really, it's Rabbi Shmuel. The three pishoyim of Edom. Okay, Umai. And what does this mean? That they're not going to have a quick judgment for them in the world. Okay. So if you have a non-Jew, so their punishment 
could be um, uh, held off for up to a year. And for a year, it could go up to, all the way up to three years. Now, the, the uh, we're going to hold it here for today. What the Gemara is walking away with now is saying that when our Mishnah said that you have schusim for a year, two years, three years, that's the end. It seems to be like, oh, you can have schusim for ten years, and it just as one, two, three. It, the three years are literal, because based upon this Pasuk, a guy is going to last a year, but... The uh, but he'll agree. Even Rabbi Shmuel, using this psukim, will agree that the the uh, patience on behalf of a yid can last up to three years. And Mamela, he could be he works very well with the lashon of our Mishnah. We'll hold it here for today, Bezim. Tomorrow we'll pick up with Davchaf Aleph, six thirty p.m. Hopefully from Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.